Hey, perfect timing. The Sonia Dunn Show starts right now. You're listening to the Entertainment Edition of the Sonia Dunn Show. How are you doing today? Thank you for joining us. I'm Sonia Dunn. Our guest today is Algier Diamond. Algier is a singer, actress, and comedian. And boy, is she funny. So stay right here with us as she shares with us her journey in the entertainment industry. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Sonia Dunn Show. Completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. We are here with our guest today, Ajir Diamond. Um, I know her as Naisha Wilson, but we'll get into that a little bit later. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, wonderful. I want to have you on my show today because I am highlighting artists who are veterans in media and entertainment. Uh, and I said there was no one better to start this off with than my friend Naisha. <laughs> so with that, who is Naisha Wilson, or should I say Azir Diamond, and any other alter egos that you have that we are not aware of? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, who am I? Um, I think I am a woman who has worn or who wears many different hats um, on a consistent basis. Um, I am a creative who likes to be in a space of being open and um, being able to express myself. I am an actress, a writer, a singer, uh, I am an artist. I, I draw and sketch, you know, on my downtimes and things like that. I am a wife. I am a mother. I am a friend. I'm a daughter, niece, cousin, all that stuff. <laughs> all that stuff. Now, there was a time that you were also an Air Force Airman. You were not? No, I wasn't in the Air Force. Where were you in? I was in the Army, baby. Who? Who? <laughs> I want you to be in the Air Force. You want me to be? In, I, I wanted. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> don't tell nobody. I wanted to be in the Air Force. Did you go to the recruit, recruiter? Or did the recruiter recruit you? Um, and then they said, "Oh, you you should do Army instead of Air Force." Which one was it? Um, I actually approached the the first person that was in, at my school in the oh, hallway. Really? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you do that because you have? 
family members who are in the military, or are you the first one from your family? No, actually, my grandfather served in the Army and the Navy. Okay. Uh, my father was going to be a Marine, but he had a kidney issue, and uh, he had surgery right before he was about to leave, so he couldn't go in. But as far as uh, my generation, yeah, I was like the the first. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh, really, you? <laughs> so, Were they shocked? Very, very were you always Naisha were you quiet is that why they were shocked uh they were shocked because of all of the things that I was into before going into the military so, like so you're you have always been you as far as a flower that's just full bloomed Yes, performing arts school, yes. uh, talented in the arts classes for um, since I was in the third grade. So they definitely thought that I would just venture off and just either go out to L.A. or New York or, or one of those things. But I didn't, and it, it was because of pressure. Pressure to be successful or pressure to do something else with your life? I was pressure to be successful. I was afraid that I wouldn't be successful. And so I knew that if I just uh, changed my, my path really quickly, that whatever I put my mind to, I was going to go full-fledged and, you know, and do it 100% and try to be the best at it. So, like, when I first got in, I was like, okay, I'm heading for general. Like, that's that was my idea. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, I want to be a, a female general. I'm going to do this thing. And you know, they finally have their first African-American female general. Really? Really? Yeah. We had um, um, a female general over AFES, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, Army... Cool. How long did you stay in, and what did you do in the Army? I stayed active for two and a half years. Okay. Uh, I was a 74 Bravo, which are 25 Bravos now, a computer network operations analyst um, operator. So is that short, two and a half years? Uh, it is short. I had a six-year um, obligation, and so I was inactive for the rest of, of my time. I got out because of asthma. Oh, it started to kick my butt once. Yeah. Uh, once I um, was stationed, where I was stationed at, it was in the mountains. I'm from New Orleans. There's no mountains. We below <laughs> sea level. <laughs> the air is is different there. Yeah. And when I started to get into the mountains, um, I would be doing PT. Now I was the beast at PT. Don't play with me. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm I'm maxing out everything. My push up, sit ups, my two mile run was under 15 minutes. I was everything. I was doing out whoa, <laughs> super. <laughs> but when I got up there, um, I started to collapse in oh. my in my runs, and so I was uh, getting sick. And uh, they were like, "Listen, listen." You're not gonna make it too long if you keep on, you know, collapsing. And I was medically discharged. How did that feel, knowing that the second path that you chose for yourself was not working out? Um, I'm always I always feel that uh, that God guides me, and so if that was the what was gonna happen, 
I, I was just going to let God guide me into whatever else. It was kind of a, um, a wake-up call for me. It was like, I told you to go this way, and you chose to go that way. And now, while you're going that way, I'm going to allow you to be a little bit successful. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to pull you back into what I had planned for you. And so it's, I, feel, I feel that whatever God's plans are, they always trump whatever your plans are for yourself. So while you were in the military, did you meet somebody? Did someone turn your head? Did you turn someone else's head and they kind of followed you around like a puppy dog? What happened? Oh, my goodness. Why did I (laughs) know you was going to ask this question? So, yes, I met someone. I met my husband. Of um, We've been together for 18 years, married for 16. Go us, go us. <laughs> but the f- my first duty station, I was in the barracks and I was unpacking. And my door opened because it, it was like a little bit open already because I just wanted to see people walking past and a hand just opened the door and I looked up and I smiled and all I heard was I would trade two of my soldiers for one of her (laughs) 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 and um, I met him uh, and he wound up being my husband I mean we went on a date the next day and we've been together ever since now Let's be honest and truthful. How long did it take before you guys said, I do? Two years. So why so long? Oh, Was he not Mr. Right for right? Or he was just for right, Mr. Right now. Oh, Lord, have mercy. (laughs) (laughs) He was, um, ooh. I can't. Can I say it on this on the show? Well, we'll see. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's as far as if not, we will edit it out. So go right ahead. You know how the military is when you're going from post to post. You might have a little boo at another little post. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. He had a little boo <laughs> across the world. She was all the way in Korea. <laughs> so we had to work that thing out. Either it's gonna be her, it's gonna be me. Okay, listen. <laughs> I'm not going to be your second, but I was his second. I was his first, then his second, then his second, then his first. It was it was a lot of stuff. <laughs> but you end up being the last. I end up being the last and only go. and forever. There you go. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so, on that note, we're going to have to take a break. Okay. But when we get back, I want to talk about what happened after you got out of service. This is the Sonia Dunn Show. We'll be right back right after this. Exercise is hard. So is maintaining a healthy diet. Of course, neither is half as hard as dying. Type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and stroke kill nearly a million people a year. But most of these deaths are preventable with regular activity, a healthier diet, and not smoking. Talk to your doctor about your risk for type 2 diabetes and heart disease. You can stop it starting right now. Get moving. Visit CheckupAmerica.org or call 1-800-DIABETES. A message from the American Diabetes Association. 
are here with our guests, Naisha Wilson, a.k.a. Ajir Diamond. So we're going to talk about why you took the path of being in the military instead of going directly into the arts. But now you had to go and find something else to do. Right. So what was that like for you? Did you go back into the arts or did you go find something else to do first? I found something else to do first. Um, what I was doing in the military wasn't uh, any different from what I was capable of doing. Again, uh, I started off by the third grade. I was in the arts, but I was also at a school that was a math and science uh, school. And so when I went into the military, I went into computers and working on computers and networking and all those things. It was it, it's booming industry right now. Right. Uh, but it wasn't something that was strange to me because in the third grade, I, I can always like mark everything back third and fourth grade. My teacher, my um, computer teacher, Mr. Mastraccio, used to give us the opportunity to do whatever we wanted to do with computers because that was new back then. And so I was able to take a computer apart and put it back together on my own then. So it wasn't far from what I'm my capabilities. Right. So I just went into something that I knew I was I was able to do. So know? do you consider yourself a brainiac? Are you a closet nerd? I'm a open no nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a nerd and I've always been and uh it's always been something that made me stand apart from uh, my peers yeah because I was into everything and anything that I put my mind to I tried to do it again to the best of my ability I, I never wanted to be second in anything so whether it was math science English I had teachers that was upset that I was going to the military because they wanted me to go to school for creative writing like I had a fight between teachers and parents and um my family on my life and that's and I just broke away from it and that's why I entered into the military was it hard for you evidently because of the choice you made to figure out who you were at that time um once I got out yes because evidently you you didn't decide who you were so you as far as went to the military so now the military is not working out so now you have to figure out who you are now was it hard for you to figure that out because you said you did something else for a while well I was I worked on computers even once I got out I was a network engineer uh, for the government the only thing that was different was I didn't have to do PT <laughs> oh, and the pay. The pay was great. The pay was awesome. I became a contractor and I was working and I worked at the Army Research Lab. I was over at the Pentagon. I have built servers for um, Army Knowledge Online. I have worked for the Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld when he was in. I've, I've, I did. I was great. Like I had a great a job outside of the military, but I was still unfulfilled. Did you, as far as were you a 
a pig. No, that's the wrong word. I should say, were you a swan in a pig pen? Yeah, it seems like. <laughs> like were you a swan in a pig pen? Because I know you as far as I've known you for a while. So as far as I'm sure you were full bloom Naisha on the government scene. How did they take Naisha on the government scene? They could take me. <laughs> Okay, listen, listen. I have always been me and I all like and I will always be me. I was going into those people's offices with a different wig on every day. I had different colors, links, styles. Listen, I was a Beyonce, I was a Shanti, I, <laughs> I was I was everything. I was Tina Turner. Nobody knew me because I was Listen, I wasn't ready for just working in no government office, and they weren't ready for me. They were like, nah, this is. Like, who's this new girl in the office? Exactly. I thought the girl that worked on my computer last week was good. Who is this one? Like, <laughs> I'm the same one, sir. I'm the same one, ma'am. I'm just, I'm just being me. Okay, I'm sorry for the purple today. I'm, I'll scale it back with some blonde next week. You know? <laughs> You did not walk up into a government office with a purple wig, did you? Oh, yeah. At the Pentagon, I had purple highlights. Oh. Yeah, it was black, but it had purple highlights. Listen, I was everything. They can't tell me anything. <laughs> tell me nothing up in those. <laughs> <laughs> too much. We're going to have to take a break. We're going to have to take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Sonia Dunn Show. We'll be right back right after this. It's the Sonia Dunn Show every weekday at 1 p.m. 96.3 FM HD4. I'm your host, Sonia Dunn. We're here with our guests in the studio, Naisha Wilson, a.k.a. Azir Diamond. So... You were working in the government, mm -hmm. making paper. Oh, yes, lots of paper. And what made you decide to give up that, to start all over again in a new career? Depression. Depression? Yeah. I found myself heading into work every morning. I live um, in Virginia. And heading into work, crying on my way there, sitting in, like, I, I was in a great position at that time. I um, I was a subject matter expert for Blackberries that was booming yes. in the government. I was the owner of all of their servers. Wow. And all of their products. We were working on brand new products. Yeah. Great things, like amazing things in technology. And... I was making a lot of money. For myself, what I was like 25, 26 years old, and I'm making six figures on my own. Yeah. And I would go into work and I would sit in a parking lot. And since I was the boss, it's not like I had to really get, go in on a specific time. So I would go in and get breakfast. And I would sit for about 45 minutes and eat breakfast crying. 
I would go back in the office and I would wait about an hour and a half and it was lunchtime and I would go on lunch and I would stay there like I would just stay there I would cry to my husband and I'd say I just can't I can't fake anymore I can't it's like I was performing every day with without any type of uh the audience you were looking for yeah he was so point on <laughs> like it it became very very sad for me and um i started to go into uh, a depression and it's god every single time god does these things so you know sometimes these contracts and these uh uh can get real shaky so i was on like a six months a permanent contract at that time and everything was negotiated everybody knows that everything is negotiated so once you go on permanently you already know what you're going to be making you already know those yeah. things and something happened and uh i was being pressured into taking something that wasn't negotiated in my contract before and i was like god is this is this my way out and it just happened to be and i walked away from them trying to give me 13000 less than what I was making wow. to do the same job. Wow. And I told my husband, I told my husband that day, I called him and I said, listen, I'm about to make a decision, and I just need you to back me up on it. And he said, I got you. And ever since then, uh, we've been provided for. God has provided. My husband has gotten almost two raises every year since I quit since I walked away from that messed up deal. Like, and he told me, he said, baby, you have two years. He said, two <laughs> years, you have two years to get yourself back into uh, acting and all the things that you love. How long has it been now? Oh, wow, it's been way <laughs> more than two. Oh, it's been way more than two. Um, it's been way more than two. It's, I've almost been back into it almost 10 years now. Now, you touched on something. You said you were 25, 26, and you were the boss. You were this, the CME, subject matter expert. Now, people say, girl boss, I don't, I don't like that term because I'm a woman. So you were the boss as far as you were bossing everything. Yes. Was that hard to walk away from? Heck no. No? Not no. for you? No. Because uh, I knew that I was being stingy. I was being stingy because there are so many people and so many other women, so many other people who that was their dream job. And it wasn't my dream. And I was miserable there. I was just taking up the time. Uh, I knew exactly what I was doing. It's not like I wasn't proficient in what I was doing. I was great at it, but it wasn't my dream. And when I'm walking into that place every day, not fulfilled, feeling uh, like there was something else out there for me, I, I was like, there's somebody else that can take this and, and be excited about it and, and raise their families on it. I don't need it. I am so hard my heart is so set on the arts that i don't need the money and 
you know, and I don't want people to try to take advantage of me because of not, you know, but I don't need the money as long as I'm I'm on a stage, as long as I'm performing, as long as I'm in front of a camera. I don't need it. Like, so somebody else, that was their dream job, not mine. I was just doing it because I could. Well, I got to take a break because I have to. You have to. We're halfway through our show, so stay right here with us. You don't want to miss the rest of this interview with our guest. Next Thursday, you will be caught in an extreme flash flood. Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. Talk to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. Get started today at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. We are here with our guest, Naishi Wilson, a.k.a. Algiers Diamond. Naisha, you um, share with us your story all the way up to you saying, baby, I got to do me. He says, go do you. But you got two years. And you say, that's all I need. Because I'll turn two into four and four into six and six into 12 and <laughs> all the above. But was those first two years easy? Actually, it wasn't because I was trying to find myself. Um, I think that I God has given me so many uh, talents. And again, I tried to be a master of them all. And so my first thing wasn't just instantly going into acting I actually uh, tried a band and singing and that was great for me and I, I enjoyed it but when it's other people's hobbies and your it doesn't work out yeah. like I'm trying to go full-fledged profession and this is people's hobbies right. you know it didn't work out very well and so it was always around their their schedules and it, their work was always more, you know, more important because, again, uh, it wasn't their dream. It was just, okay, yeah. we're doing this on the side. And so I, I started off doing the band thing and, um, and I was also, uh, then I started doing a plays. And that was, that was enjoyable because, you know, I was getting my stage time, you know, uh, but again, some of it was just hobbies for others. Right. And I was trying to find my way into uh, professional just, this is what I'm doing. This is my job, yes. full-fledged. Yeah. So what was that break for you? Um, the, as far as one. One of my... Because I know you've had many. So one. One and and I'm I'm not I'm not looking for anything. I'm just gonna let you know right now. I'm not looking for anything. <laughs> okay, no, I'm not looking for you to segue towards a compliment. That's not what I'm trying to do. I I'm being serious. I am. Being what was um, one of those breaks? My major 
and most uh, one of the breaks that made me feel very accomplished um, was this. It was called the bedroom. Oh, okay. Go ahead. It was called the bedroom, and I, I was, <laughs> I was trying, I was trying, but because I met this woman. I was auditioning for another uh, for a another show, or I'm not sure if it was a movie. I'm not sure exactly what it was. It was a web series. Um, okay, <laughs> and <laughs> and I I received a job for that one web series, and then uh, she called me back. I'm not even gonna say her name, Sonia Dunn, <laughs> but she called me back and she asked me if I wanted to. Um, to do this movie it was a short and I said sure I'll do and from there uh, we went to uh, the LA Film Film Festival we went to the Martha's Vineyard Film Festival we, we went to the Women Doing It By For Ourselves Film Festival we went to the Pan African Film Festival in Los Angeles also we went all the way over to the Cannes Film Festival with The Bedroom and when I say that was like everything for me <laughs> that was everything for me I saw myself in front of the screen my peers were able to see me and that just took my life into a whole nother realm of um of greatness uh and it wasn't and it wasn't through anything but god and uh his hands working in every aspect of that production i know it because it came out so beautifully who makes it snow like it was snowing on a day where it was full sunshine and it just turned into i know that was movie magic right there that was pure movie magic that that was yeah i knew that then the film was something special so yeah the film was everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for the feature length, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> Who you telling? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, it 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 does need to be a feature length. Mm. It's long overdue for that type of story of black love. Yes, it is. On the screen. So yes, yes, it is. I do agree with that. So. All right. I am going to take a break because I don't know what to say about that this is the Sonya Dunn show we'll be right back right after this It's the Sonia Dunn Show every weekday at 1 p.m. 96.3 FM HD 4 We are here with our guest, Naisha Wilson, a.k.a. Algier Diamond. Now, we're going to get into that a.k.a. name, otherwise known as Algier's Diamond. So, segueing from what you were talking about as far as the different film festivals, on your way to one of those film festivals, you met a comedian, a well-known comedian, um, and he actually 
introduce you to a new craft, correct? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I was on my plane ride back from the LA film and I was carrying my baby. My baby was only a few months old. Remember that? Yes. Because when I was when we were filming, he was like brand new. Yes, <laughs> I had a brand yeah. new baby and I was filming. That's how passionate I am about it, okay? So I was um walking on the plane and he was in first class of course and I was going back to the regular seats okay <laughs> <laughs> and I was holding a baby and he looked up and he's like oh wow he's a handsome little baby a cute little guy and he put his um head back down and finished talking on the phone or whoever he was talking to and I paid no more mind and I told I called my husband and I said I think I think I just met a celebrity I think um I think it's Michael my husband's like, who? I said, I think it's Michael Collier. And he said, for real? I said, yeah. But for me, I'm not like, I won't go up to celebrities. I won't talk to anybody. I'm not that type of person. All right, let's keep it real. I, I won't. I won't. I will sit down and I will stare you down, but I ain't going <laughs> to I'm Boris Kojo this weekend, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I hold my eyes to burn the back of his head. But, <laughs> But I'm not an approacher. So um, we were actually, I was on the flight, and uh, it was um, to Baltimore. And um, so we stopped in Atlanta. We had a layover in Atlanta. And when we got off the plane, I didn't see Michael anymore. And I just was like, oh, wow, I missed my chance or whatever. And I kept going. Finally got to the next gate, and he was actually there. And I didn't walk up to him. He came up to me and started talking to me and asking me about my baby. And I told him what I was doing because he asked what I was doing in L.A. or if I lived here. And I said, I live here, you know, and I'm explaining to him <clears throat> that I was going to Baltimore. And he um, and like we became instant friends from there. Like from then on, he invited me out to his show and my husband and I went. And we have been friends ever since. Matter of fact, that little baby that he was so goo-goo gaga over it now calls him God Daddy. Oh, really? Yes. Aww. Yes. So, Mr. Michael Collier mm -hmm. said, you're funny. Nope. He said, maybe you're funny. Nope. You said, I think I'm funny. Can you help me? None of the above. So how did you get into comedy, stand-up comedy, <laughs> Azure, as Azure Diamond? I had been doing uh, little plays here and there, and I was always the, the comedian. Um, I was also doing... Uh, this new thing called Periscope where I was going live and I was just entertaining people and acting a plum fool. <laughs> I was acting a plum fool. Uh, and I started to look at uh, stand up and a lot of, uh, Michael introduced me to a lot of different people. And also uh, we wound up going to the Pan-African Film Festival 
in which Michael had a movie and I had a movie. He introduced me to a lot of different people. I was other directors that were there that met me and introduced me to another group of women who were actresses. And um, since I live here on the Virginia side, there's not much as far as acting goes, as far as big roles that you're going to continuously get. It's they get their people from L.A. and they fly them over for whatever, for the big things. Right. And so uh, some of the ladies, I started to notice that they did stand up in the meantime, in between time. Got it. Especially over in L.A. So I started to talk to Michael and <clears throat> instead of just going full fledged into it, what I decided to do was watch how the craft was done. So I was going out with him watching the shows, watching how the other comedians, um, learning how to write for comedy, for stand-up specifically, not just, you know, for television, like writing for stand-up, um, making sure I was in the building for events. Like, I studied this man, and I studied um, other uh, types of comedians and their stage presence and things like that. And I did not launch into becoming a comedian until I felt like I had studied enough and show myself that I was going to be serious about it because it's not something that you just go on to. I am not a hobby person. This is <laughs> I'm not a hobby person, but I also did change my name. I, I changed it. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it under Algiers Diamond because and it was a name that was given to me. But I said, I'm going to do it underneath that because if I fail, I can just drop it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to the comedy shows and, you know, and all that stuff under Algiers Diamond because nobody don't know Algiers. They know Naisha. So I'm going to sneak in there, you know? Yeah. And then um, uh, Michael... I started telling Michael and I started sending him my sets and he um, gave me constructive criticism and we built on top of that. All right. Which one do you like more? I love it all. Which one do you like more? I love them all. Like if somebody said, I want to take you on a road to, um, as a singer, I'd be 100%. If somebody said, I want you um, right now just for um, a movie, I'm all in. Somebody, like, I'm all in because it's something where I can be creative and I can be myself. Um, it's like when you're doing stand-up, you're writing your own script. So I'm performing. either. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I incorporate my music into my uh, comedy. You're going to come out to one of my shows. I guess I'm going to have to. You're going to have to come out to one now, of my shows. you incorporate music. Are you a impersonator or do you just incorporate music? I can. I impersonate a few people. Really? Yes. I did not know you had that in your bag of tricks. Oh, see? I got all the tricks in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, we're going to have to take a break. But when we come back, I want to talk about where you've been showing your tricks okay all right yes ma'am all right <laughs> this is the sonia dunn show we'll be right back right after this
here with our guest, Naisha Wilson, a.k.a. Azure's Diamond. I am Sonia Dunn, and speaking to Azure's Diamond now. <laughs> um, the alter ego. The alter ego. Uh, what has Azure been doing? Um, what was your first gig? What was your favorite gig? What is your latest, has been your latest gig? My very first gig was in Orlando, Florida. And I called a friend that was going to go see, his name is Vince Taylor. He's a comedian out in Orlando. And I was going to go study. That's what I was <laughs> going to go do. Because I hadn't yet stepped on the stage, but I was still in my study stage. Oh, I thought I'd been studying for months, years. <laughs> and um, I called him and I asked him if he had any shows. And he said, yes. And um, I said, I'm coming out. And he said, okay. And about 20 minutes later, I got a notification on my Facebook. I was tagged in a picture. He had put my face on a flyer and said, the Algiers Diamond is going to be here tonight. Mm. <laughs> I wanted to kill him. I was absolutely so nervous. But guess what? Uh, he gave me the time. I was on stage for my very first time. And this is not normal at all. For 20 minutes. I did 20 you did straight minutes. I did a full 20 minutes. And they were rolling in there the entire time. When I got off stage, the headliner came up to me and he said, that couldn't have possibly been your first time being on stage. How did you feel? I felt good. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to eat after that because I didn't eat before. <laughs> I never eat. Um, I never eat before going on stage. But that one, I was like, no, I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to do anything. I was nervous. And um, so shouts out to Vince for putting me on my very first stage ever. Mm. And then my most, my favorite. And y'all are going to think this is weird. But uh, Michael flew me out to L.A. to do a show called Comics Go to Jail. My favorite show was actually in a jail, y'all. Really? Yes. It, we were in the federal pen. Listen. <laughs> was it a women or a men's it was a It was a men's federal prison. Were you the only female comic? It was two of us. Okay. Yeah, it was two. But listen. I had never been in a jail, period. So I didn't know what to expect. And when we walked in and there were marble floors, I was like, wait, wait. a minute. There's something different going on here. Because it was fed pen. Yeah. And they have, they let the, you know. Uh, this is a different type of federal pen. Well, like when you walk in after you get into, like the prisoners had done all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like, But we walked out onto the courtyard the courtyard had these beautiful flowers. I was like, wait one minute. Is Where are we? Is the Country Club Federal Pen? Exactly. That's what it felt like. I mean, beautiful flowers. They were, it was crazy. So we're walking up, and we're going into the, um, the fenced-off area, like the basketball court. And I said, is that music? They had a DJ at the pen. A DJ. A, D, a DJ. One of the <laughs> – it was a DJ one of the inmates was the dj 
<laughs> and when I walked up, I just felt like the biggest celebrity that you would ever want to meet because they were all waving and smiling and yeah, they were ready for the show. Okay, listen, you could see into the bays because they didn't, they didn't, they don't sleep in cells. They have bays and like, like military bays almost. Really? <laughs> it looks like basic training. <laughs> But they had flat screen TVs. OMG. They were watching games and all that stuff and play. It was. So, so what type of crimes did they do? Well, it was, it, it, it was fed pens. So it was I, I know, million he, dollars, you know, the $500,000 yeah, stuff. But even with fed pens, there are low grade fed pens. And evidently you went to the country club fed pens. They had a view of the water. Mm. We were on the water. Mm. It was gorgeous. They had a view of the water on one side and the hills on the other. Mm. Like it was absolutely gorgeous. It was crazy. Like seriously, <laughs> I, I was about to, you know, meet up with somebody so I can um, get some conjugal visits <laughs> because their television was bigger than the ones at my house. I was like, they living better than me. <laughs> when football season start back up, I'm going back down there. <laughs> I'm going to watch on the big screen for free. In the base. In the base. And I don't have to bring nothing because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to go down as my favorite. My mo That is my most memorable and favorite of all time. Yes. All right. We're running out of time. We're, we we got to take another break. When we come back, you're going to tell me what the latest thing you've done and what's coming up for you, okay? Yes, ma'am. So when you're done, we're, you're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We'll be right back. This is the Sonya Dunn Show. We'll be right back right after this. Imagine being fired because of who you love. Imagine being denied medical treatment because of who you marry. Imagine being evicted because of who you are. Millions of Americans don't have to imagine this. They have to live it. Because in 31 states, it's legal to discriminate against LGBT people. Get the facts at beyondido.org. We are here with our guests in the studio, Naishi Wilson, a.k.a. Agir's Diamond. I am your host, Sonia Dunn. Agir's Diamond... What have you been up to lately? What, at the time of this recording, what gate have you just come off of? I just came off of Black Girl Giggles <laughs> Comedy <laughs> Festival for Essence Fest in New Orleans, Louisiana. And it was a ball, okay? Being around all those lady comedians, all those women just like me, yeah. who crazy and fun <laughs> and loud, and we could drink and we can cuss in our <laughs> own spot, and we could just be us and 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 show each other how great we are. It because you know entertainment, entertainment between men and women, it's always gonna be a battle. It's always gonna be a battle, especially in comedy, because they think that woman ain't funny. 
okay but we are funny and uh black girl giggles this was their second year and it was absolutely awesome absolutely awesome and i was so glad to be a part of it so who was part of the lineup with you oh my goodness it was shep kelly um was a, one of the girls um she's awesome she actually hosted um a, a show my last show there that was on sunday um a young lady named in there were there were there were women from all over the world and really? all over, yeah so um there was one girl i didn't get her name but she's from vegas shout out to her she was awesome i loved the scene <laughs> there were so many i mean it was a lot of us yeah. it was a lot so you said festival so then it was like dozens of female comedians throughout the whole the whole week yes um we started um on uh wednesday night and it ended on a sunday night so we had shows oh, wow. every night and um there were so many different uh venues what they decided to do was they took over all the open mic spots and really? we just we took it over we took it over and it was awesome <laughs> it was awesome for that real sounds fun let's see i'm i want to go into and uh name some of those female comedians because they were actually awesome if i could get my little my little email we had august o'neill and lotus b and tower shakespeare um jen griffin and candace kelly sierra fitzgerald catchy chibuzi i can't say her <laughs> name all right tk fairly like these were some major major queen aisha y'all know queen aisha yeah. she was there um alicia cooper she was awesome and she was there and she performed ashley branch again shep kelly is one of the um the women who yeah uh who I look up to and she was like no you're gonna be on this festival that's what you're gonna do <laughs> so that was exciting for me it was great it so, went down so what did you <laughs> that's what I'm doing all right well thank you for being on our show thank you so much for having me Naisha Wilson aka Ajir Diamond you're welcome back anytime. Cheese. That's all we have for this episode on the Sonya Dunn Show. Until next time, encourage, enlighten, empower, but most of all, keep it entertaining.